0: Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Saving Piper Moonlight, written by Joanne Keeter. Piper has lived her entire childhood on the run. She's about to uncover the deadly reason why. In the second book of the Piney Falls Mystery series, Piper Moonlight is tired of constantly looking over her shoulder, afraid of the remaining Fallen Branch cult members. She decides the best place to land is in Piney Falls, Oregon, where the cult originated. At least everyone there knows her story, and she'll be safe. When she arrives, she finds employment under the watchful eye of Cosmo Hill, also a former Fallen Branch member, at his bakery. Cosmo doesn't trust Piper or her story. He enlists the help of his fiancée, marketing manager and super sleuth Lainey Anders, to uncover the truth of Piper's past Laney and Cosmo soon discover there are still shocking secrets buried within the layers of the former cult as those secrets come to light those who keep them will stop at nothing to stay hidden the ugly truth of fallen branch will force Laney Cosmo and Piper to make unthinkable choices to save themselves and the life they know in Piney Falls And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Saving Piper Moonlight.
1: 2. Present Day. Piney Falls, Oregon. Just set my latte on the table, I call from the antique side of Cosmo's Cakery and Antiques. Recently I've discovered the unbelievable amount of treasures in this little shop, selling for a quarter of what I would pay for them in my former hometown of Chicago. I'm picking out decorative teacups for the new shelves Cosmo is building for my kitchen. Cosmo will be late today. He's fixing the toilet at his sister's place. Doris's voice drifts to my side of the building. I can hear the rain pounding on the roof. In the rainy season, it can come with such force it shakes the building and you'd think one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse just showed up. I'll be leaving that out of the new brochures we print for visitors. My mind drifts to the scene last night, how he steamed up the windows in my car like two experimental teens instead of forty-something almost lovers. I stopped our tryst when he wanted more, even though the thought of him pushes an electrical current through my body. I haven't yet told him my darkest secrets, even though we've been together for almost a year engaged, in fact, thanks to his impromptu proposal after we'd solved a hundred-year-old mystery. Thanks, Doris. He told me he'd be late. I'm meeting them today. Nobody has less sense of time than my neighbor and best friend, monochromatically dressed November Bean. Today will work to my advantage. She's quirky, but I've never experienced a friendship before like the one we share. I hear the jingling of the door and November's loud snort. It took several months before the sound didn't make me cringe. Hi, Doris. Make me a mocha, please. And just the Pluto peach scone today. I'm starting a new diet. They should study November Bean for her superhuman metabolism. I peek my head around the corner. Vem, give me a minute. I've got to find the mate for this saucer. That's my latte on the table. When I return with a hand-painted rose china cup and its saucer mate, she is plopped down in front of my drink her frizzy hair engulfing my mug. What's with the almond milk? She asks with disgust. Do you want to try it? I know better. Maybe just a taste. She gulps down half my drink in one slurp. My pride overrides my need to shop, forcing me to sit down and pull my cup in front of me. Without the decorative foam she has consumed, it's just an unappealing coffee. It worried me when you called, especially during your hour of giggle meditation when you're not to be disturbed. There's a significant event happening, Laney. We need to speak immediately. The word significant makes Vem itch, so she promised it would only be used for emergencies. Yes, I have an announcement. She takes a bite of my scone before hers is placed, blessedly, in front of her. It was important and I was hoping your boyfriend could join us. She pushes a stray piece of my blonde hair behind my ear with her finger, then begins primping my ponytail. He's not my boyfriend. I bat her hand away. We're not fifteen. Fine. Your fiance is that better? I wanted to tell him at the same time. I'm in the middle of word waste not month, trying to fine tune what comes out of my mouth. Word refuse is just as bad mentally as physical garbage. It can pollute the landscape of your psyche. Don't you know? She glances at her lime green watch, in complete color agreement with her lime jumpsuit, glasses, and headband. Okay, you'll just have to repeat this to cause. Today, I'm teaching a midday moan session, and I don't want to keep my students waiting. She looks at her watch again, then sighs. I'm going to have a house guest soon. A very important one. I try to picture someone who would willingly stay in her house, game for all of her peculiarities. I'd like to hurry home myself to listen to all of her student moaners. Ten to twelve people attend her classes each week. Who is coming? A friend from California? November rolls her eyes. You're a terrible guesser, so let's not waste time on that game. We started a newsletter for former members of the Fallen Branch Commune. It's called New Leaf. We keep track of everyone who wants to stay in touch. In the last issue, there was an article about one of our former members who needs our help. I've invited her here. I feel soft lips on my neck. There's a newsletter? The hairs rise on my arm as I turn around to face Cosmo Hill, the other half of my first real relationship, holding on to my chair. It doesn't matter how long it's been, he still makes me molten inside every time I see him. Last night was delightful, he whispers in my ear as he sits down. I sincerely hope I'm not blushing. You don't know about the newsletter? You and your sister should be on the list. What's your email address? November pulls out her phone and licks her finger before preparing to type. I don't have one. Seems like a waste of time. I've got better things to do. He pulls up a chair and stares at me admiringly. It used to make me uncomfortable. Now I just expect it. That's the problem right there. I can help you get one. I'll bring my special guacamole with cheddar sauce and we'll make a party of it. She glances at him, hopefully. Cosmo shakes his head. What about Cedar? She continues. She's got to have an email to be our marketing guru. Cosmo, do you have your sister's... Forget it. I should know better than to ask you. Laney. do you have her email address? Um, I... I struggle to focus on something besides Cosmo's ice-blue eyes. Yes, I'll get it for you. Tell us about this person staying with you, an old friend. No, not a friend. She was the last baby born in the Fallen Branch community two months before it disbanded. Zion anointed her his successor... After things broke apart, her parents tried to disappear like so many of us. A fringe group called Broken Branch, whose slogan is Like Fallen Branch, but better, found her family. She's been harassed frequently ever since. Doesn't matter where she moves, they always find her. After years on the run, the poor girl and her parents came up with a great plan. Why not hide in plain sight where people know her story already and will protect her from the crazies? And why does this concern us, November Bean? Cosmo's eyes narrow perceptibly. You're not involving my fiance and me in your crazy schemes. Laney's busy with my sister, getting this place on the map as a tourist destination. And I've got the bakery. November stands up and puts her hands on her hips. Cosmo Hill, you of all people know what it's like to be ostracized because of something you didn't do. This girl needs us. I hate when people remind Cosmo of his years in prison. After we found Zion and proved Cosmo hadn't killed him nine months ago, I thought it would end. It didn't. He's still known around town as the toxic guy who went to prison for twenty years for murder. Some folks drive to tell him for coffee just to make that point. Vem, you know this is a sensitive topic. Leave Cosmo alone. She ignores me and continues. Look into the chestnut brown eyes of your beloved. Marvel at her alabaster skin and dainty, famous-looking nose. Tell her that you don't want to help another poor lost soul after all you've been through. Tell her, Mr. Bakerman. Cosmo squeezes my shoulder. It's okay, babe. I get her point. This kid needs help, and I should help her. He looks up at November. What do you want from me? I've got a couch she could sleep on, or maybe she could clean up around the bakery. She went to culinary school. I told her she could work in the bakery. She'll be here tomorrow. Did you now? Cosmo folds his arms and leans back in his chair. Without asking me first. I could see him ramping up. I put my hand on his muscular arm. This might be a good thing, Cos. You said Doris wanted to take some time off to bond with her new dog. Cosmo looks out the door where the rain is now coming down sideways. It's the off-season. We don't tend to get lots of customers. She still might end up cleaning, at least part-time. How old is this kid? She's 23. Piper Moonlight is her name. I'm sure she'll do whatever you need around here. Oh, Cause, may I hug you? Vem is already approaching him with her arms outstretched. He puts his hand out. No, no hugs. And what is it you need from me, Vem? I'm a little hesitant to ask this question, given that just last week, when I offered to help her during a crisis, I ended up polishing her incense lamps at 2 a.m. for an emergency meditation session to make her cats live in harmony. You did such a good job solving the mystery of Zion and the Flanagan Sisters, our very own sleuth here in Biney Falls. I'd like you to investigate these people, find out what they want from Piper so we're prepared. November. I'm not a detective. I'm a marketing manager. That's where I excel. You're rubbing off on me. I wink, but she doesn't notice. Cosmo squeezes my shoulders. We know what they want. To start a new cult with her as their leader. I don't have to get the newsletter to figure that one out. They do, but according to people who have been following them, they already have someone in mind to guide her. We used to have a mole on the inside, but then he got bored and went on to do something else, typical of former members, I'm afraid. Now he doesn't respond to our messages. He never had a chance to tell us who was in charge. Who would be stupid enough to be your mole? Cosmo walks over and pours himself another cup of coffee. Jazz Dillon, Year of the J. She quickly puts her hand over her mouth. That name was supposed to be a secret. Rumor has it he changed his name and moved when he didn't want to be a part of Broken Branch anymore. This is what happens when I'm trying to concentrate on too many things at once. Them sighs and pushes her chair in. I'll bring her by tomorrow afternoon. You can meet her and give her instructions. You'll be here too, Laney. She looks at me hopefully. Why? I giggle. Are you afraid the ferocious pastry man will tear her to shreds if left to his own devices? She looks at me tentatively before she repeats her question. You'll be here, right? I have so much to do. It's not that I don't trust Cedar to do it all, it's that I still have control issues and I can't quite let it all go. Okay, I'll be here, for a little while, but I'm not going to hang out every day to run interference between Cosmo and a harmless young lady. Vem hugs me tightly before heading out the door. Bye, blushing beauty. See you tomorrow, planetary pal. The door jingles merrily as she exits, before the wind catches it and pulls it backward. There is another regular customer sitting adjacent who jumps up and pulls it shut. Cosmo furrows his thick brow. When did we get nicknames? He bends over to wipe the raindrops from the floor that blew in. I made the mistake of telling her about a seminar I attended. Treat him like you know them I think she really took it to heart. He sighs. I don't like any of this. It's okay. I assure him. She'll get bored here. There's nothing for someone her age to do in this town. Eventually, your sister and I plan on changing that, but for now, Piney Falls has as much excitement as dry toast. I bet by the busy season, she'll be ready for different surroundings. That's exactly when I'll need more help. It's not dealing with her as an employee that has me concerned. It's having another connection to that hellish cult. There's something about this that doesn't sit right with me. She will stir up trouble, and I don't want you in danger. Cosmo stands tall and puts his hands in the pockets of his faded blue jeans. I smile. It's hard to get used to having someone in my life. In the months I've lived here, I've gone from being a workaholic to finding friendships and a man I never allowed myself to dream about. Things have been almost picture perfect. You don't have to worry about me, Cos. Before I came here, I lived in the middle of a big city all by myself, and I managed just fine. You weren't dealing with rabid cult members there. If they are half as crazed as the people in the original Fallen Branch, they are capable of anything. He walks over to the window and looks out at the sheets of rain battering the street, running his fingers through his thick silvery hair. Which is why I actually agree with Vem for once. You need to be here when she arrives to make sure I don't say something stupid. She's also got a point about investigating this girl and her family. See where they've been... What other things they've been up to since Zion upended their world. No, cause I don't have time. Cedar and I are working on selling Fallen Branch and I- Don't you think that is exactly why they would start to sniff around? I don't think it's an accident this kid is coming to town right now. Maybe Zion sent out a signal through someone at the jail to lure them back. Not once in my life before moving here did I think of myself as a detective. But somehow, researching the Flanagan sisters, who founded the town of Flanagan, which eventually became Piney Falls, got my juices flowing. It was like a drug, luring me in a little more every day. I had to keep going until I figured out Zion's connection to the past and all the secrets of Fallen Branch. Secretly, I'm intrigued by this potential new piece of the puzzle. He comes up beside me, encircling me in his meaty arms. I feel at home in this space. Think of it as a favor to me. You are my world, he whispers in my ear. Okay, I'll look into it, in my spare time. Just don't expect anything earth-shattering. This isn't going to be another big mystery to solve, just a simple background check on a family that's probably as normal as you and me.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Saving Piper Moonlight. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook— It can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.